Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. sucks got another interesting week here uh we got ken and dan with us uh say what's up boys nah hey ryan what's up bro what's up ryan not much uh dan how was your weekend it's one of the uh best weekends of my life honestly i um actually i got an award at work we had our we had our uh holiday party last night um great event wasn't expecting to get any sort of awards um didn't even know you know half the office even knew who i was so uh i i got the award it was for best start dance um so not your typical office award um but you know to me it's it's something to hang up on on my wall with you know amongst other trophies that i I don't have um so i was pretty excited about that and uh yeah it was a good relaxing weekend all right, that's nice, you know, not too banged up. See him enjoying a couple Sam Adams. What about you? Wear loggers right now. Wear loggers. Uh, Ken, how about you? How was your weekend? It was good, dude. Ref my first two games. Just want to give a quick shout-out to the Saratoga uh, Blue Knights PWC coach who uh, during the middle of the game told me that we swear too much on this podcast when he's a listener. Uh, they went 2-0 this week. They ref both their games, so that was fun to do. Uh, pretty good. Not bad. Um, I just want to get this off my chest. I didn't tell you guys this before we came on. Took the lady out to a nice dinner Friday night. Uh, had a little app, uh, a little calamari. Had a nice uh, nice little cottage pie situation going on, a couple beers. Walked out of the restaurant after two beers and a dinner. Projectile vomited everywhere. Twice. No. All <laughs> over the sidewalk. Stone cold over. Has that ever happened to you guys? Or do I need to go to a doctor? Food poisoning, right? I don't know. I Wait, where'd you eat? Where was the, what restaurant was it? Called Patty Murphy's. It's uh, it's like my favorite Irish bar around here. I mean, what'd you get to eat there again? Uh, cottage pie, which is like their classic Irish dish, and then some calamari to start. <laughs> I feel like that's a deadly like combo. I was gonna say that sounds nothing like some pie from a place called Patty Murphy's doesn't always sound like it'll sit good. Let but... alone, let alone a cottage pie. Cottage. Cottage. You guys know what cottage pie is? It's never, like never had. Cottage cheese <laughs> and beef. There's no ch- cottage cheese in it. Mashed potatoes, beef, corn, 
Oh, Shepherd's Pie. Shepherd's like, Pie. It's, like Shepherd's Pie. it's a variation of Shepherd's Pie, but it's not Shepherd's Pie. All right, I, I, I'm going to get us back on track. I'm sorry about this. I had to air that out. Oh, we have another exciting week. Some good uh, NHL in the news. Uh, touch on a few things from fucking John Scott still being around to uh, Carey Price. And we have the debut of our fantasy hockey expert, Big Red. Big Red. Uh, he's, a, he's a treat. Um, his real name is Big Red, so don't ask him what his actual name is. And let's go. Let's get some hockey in the news. All right, guys, Ken's back. Uh, we're going to talk about John Scott, Chris Neal, Carey Price, and little college in Albany called St. Rose. But first off, we're going to get into John Scott. Uh, for some reason, there's a big hoopla that he retired this week. I don't understand why everybody's still sucking this guy's dick. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like he's just a very irrelevant like character. It was, it, I feel like he's kind of like the Hamburglar, where everybody kind of thinks it's funny. But I just, I'm just not into it. I think it's like really stupid. Uh I'm going to go to Ryan first. I know Ryan has some very strong feelings towards John Scott. Uh, and maybe he can talk about his college days, and maybe he's not that great of a person. So, Ryan, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I fucking hate John Scott. I never understood the fanfare last year. Um, I don't even think he's that good of a fighter for his size. Like, people should never compare him to Bugard or any of those fucking legends. Like, it's so disrespectful to think that this guy's actually one of the last of like, the dying enforcers, because that's not true at all. Really not that great of a fighter. I mean, I could touch on his DUI in college, kid, but that'd be Bush League of me, so I won't even bring that up. I think um, you should, dude. I mean, that's all I want to say about that. I forget what happened exactly, what? but he, like, he, he got a Dewey and almost ran somebody over. Um, so they always had him like as like a fucking big book nerd who was like an engineering major in college who fucking just got good grades and he's smart and shit, but in reality, he's just going on benders and getting in his car and trying to kill people. So... I, the good guy perspective for me came uh, it just out the window right there. The other thing, too, is like, he's a scumbag. Think about the things he did in the league. He killed Louis Erickson. That hit was so fucking dirty, and it's one of the reasons that I always love Adam McQuaid the way he stood up for uh, Louis Erickson after that, because you knew McQuaid was going to get bundled regardless. Um, Phil Kessel, he went after fucking Phil Kessel. Like, if you're a 6'8 goon, you don't try to fight Phil Kessel and jump him. Like, that's a fucking joke. I don't know. That's like that's like an all time moment though, when when Phil Kessel is taking his stick and he's like literally trying to like cut him down like a tree. Oh, it's absolutely a gem, but like I don't respect it. You know, from John Scott's point of view, like he looked like a fucking loser there to me, not Phil Kessel. Yeah, Yeah, true. A lot of people saw it the other way around. Then he had that uh, he had like a sucker punch on Tim Jackman. Like, dude, you're six eight. Why do you have to sucker punch me? KO'd him. Jackman was laying there with his gloves on. I don't know. I just don't like the narrative that John Scott's some good guy we could all root for and make a Disney movie about. Yeah. I am fuck away from, like, the TV and all that. I don't want to hear his name anymore. Uh, and the worst part, too, is I heard in this book, in the book he's coming out with, he's going to have some, like, uh, tell-all moments where he's going to, like, out some people. Like, really? He's people. That's how he's promoting his book. He's going to out some people in the NHL. So he's just trying to make a quick buck. I hope he fucking rides the bus forever. He can kick rocks. That's my take on John Scott. Dan, what do you got on him? Yeah, I mean, Lee kind of just went in on him. Um, John Scott's just a, he's a big bag of rocks, dude. This guy, like, like Lee said, I was going to say it, he was like the 
he stayed in the league so long as like as an enforcer, and he was one of the worst enforcers of all times. He was not a good fighter. Like you just do a quick YouTube, look his stuff up on hockeyfights.com. He I terrible. Like he started out as a defenseman, uh, couldn't honestly can't skate. So he had to he had to somehow find a you know a way to stay in the league, which I respect. He somehow made money being one of the worst hockey players of all times. Like he uh, that's why he switched to Ford, and he just was an enforcer, I guess. But he was one of the worst players of all times. Look up the Col- Colton or John Scott fight. <laughs> Colton Orr literally like knocks him out pretty much, and Scott gets up laughing like it wasn't a big deal. Like dude, you're six eight. Like you just got. Not, you're terrible. Uh, John, I'm kind of in the same boat. John Scott, um, I don't know what it is about him. He's just, he's not like a, I don't want, want to root for John Scott. He's just a big doofus. And, uh, you know, I saw a video one time of him. He was like doing like the punching, like the boxing mitts with um, the real life Doug Glatt, like Doug, the, that movie, Goon, was made after I forget the guy's name. But he was actually like on the ice, like doing like punching mitts with this guy. I'm like, dude, you're so bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much to say about Scotter. He's just a he's just a big dinosaur. He sucks at fighting. It's so. weird it's weird because most of those enforcers, like, even if you go to like their like stats like growing up and stuff, like pretty sure Cole North scored like thirty goals when he was playing juniors and shit like that. But if you go to John Scott's, like He's never scored over four goals. He, I'm not even. I'm. I don't know if I'm just like an idiot, um, but I would put if John Scott was to show up at a Friday night skate at the Saratoga Friday night skate, which is arguably one of the worst skates in the world. <laughs> I don't know if he puts up more than like two goals. That yeah. I don't think he, he was dude, just. I don't. He's such a bad skater, and like obviously. You know, I can't really talk. He's playing in the NHL, but you know, from a fan standpoint, he's god awful. He was just blessed with size, and he he came into the league like before the league started to kind of phase out fighting a little bit. And I think just he was perfect. He was at the right place at the right time, kind of thing. Because yeah, he's miserable, sure. dude. Like I, if I, he were to come into the league now, he'd not. That's what I'm saying, man. Like. <clears throat> I don't think I'm a good hockey player, but I like low key think I could probably outskate him. I just don't think he he's just big, dude. That's that's all it is. He was just blessed with size. But I don't know, John Scott, you can go kick rocks, buddy. Uh, our next topic that we're gonna talk about here, uh, Chris Neal just recently played his one thousandth game. And I was on Twitter and there's this stat that kinda came up to me that it blew my mind. So Chris Neal has spent forty one hours and thirty two minutes in the penalty box in his career. And that's equivalent to half of a season. So what what are your thoughts with that? Like, are you guys pro Chris Neal, against Chris Neal? My take on Chris Neal, I think he's a scumbag, but I think if he's on your team, he's a guy you absolutely love. I think he's one of those types of players. I think he stands up for people. And he, I don't know, he just looks like a fucking idiot. He looks like a uh, like a Canadian Bobby Holik, kind of. So uh, what, what do you guys got on Chris Neal, Dan? I mean, just... Perfect timing coming right off from uh, the John Scott talk. This guy's actually a true warrior in the league. I mean, to be that, to stay in the league that long and continuously beat the crap out of people, be a tough um, like presence every night. 
That's something wicked hard to do. And how many se- I, I should have done research. How many seasons has he had in the league? Uh, I, I don't know how many seasons. He's, he's been in the league for a while. He's at least 10 plus. Right? I'll, I'll look it up for you. Keep your That's point That's incredible. Going. Like, can you imagine playing that role for that many years in the NHL? Uh, I mean, I remember when I first like kind of started watching the NHL as a younger kid. He was like playing. I thought, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but he was always fun to watch. Obviously, we had our run-ins with Ottawa. Uh, I remember specifically when he when we had Avery on the team still, and he just absolutely lit Avery up at the blue line, like separated his shoulder. I was pissed off then because Avery was like you know, the most electric player to watch, but. Uh, no, I love Neil. I'm pro Neil always. Uh, that guy's that guy's an animal, and his face is hilarious. He's uh he's played 15 seasons in the NHL, and what he would have played he would have played 16, but there was a lockout year. And I'm looking at this, and like there is there's two years that he really only played like 50 games. So like he he's consistently lead 204 penalty minutes, 210, 211. Uh, Obviously. Yeah, and I don't know. I think he's a good fourth liner to at least have on your team. I think he's somebody that if you have kids, like younger like players on your team, somebody who can kind of like look after him and kind of teach him the ropes of the NHL. What do you, what do you got, Ryan? Yeah, I have actually a lot of the same sentiment. And I, I feel like I should have more harsh words for him because I'm a Bruins fan. Nod was in our uh, in our division. <coughs> a lot of battles with Neil, and he's always been in the middle of it. The one thing I have on Neil is I. A lot of there's a lot of scumbags in the league that can't back up their antics, and Chris Neal's one of the few that actually could. He was the guy that he always held himself accountable for his fucking shitty play, and for that, I actually was okay with it. Because I mean, there is always the scumbag that makes the dirty knee on knee hit, and then they just fucking are beacon on the bench or whatever, and that that always drives me nuts. But he'll fight the next shift, so I've never had a problem with him. And you're right, he's been around forever. I remember, fuck. Such a weird memory, but 07 Cup Run, one of the most electric national anthems ever. This is going to be really strange. Um, Alanis Morissette was singing the national anthem during the Stanley Cup Finals in Ottawa. She did half French, half English. I'll never forget. It was electric. The building was on fire, and it was uh, it was Antoine Vermette. Uh, oh, what a year! Uh, Chris Kelly. Uh, Wade Redden and Chris Phillips are the starting five for Ottawa. I don't know why that's etched in my mind, but it is. So I just had to throw that out there. And like, he has to be a good guy because I'll never forget when he blew out. Uh, he blew out Chris Kelly's knee, and Chris Kelly's like, "Oh yeah, that's my best friend." So in some ways, I almost respect somebody who'd blow out their best friend's knee in an NHL game. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's all I have. It's awesome. He's had a great career, and it's cool to see a guy like that last that long. He's like 37, 38 now. I think Dan hit. I think Dan hit right on the head when he called him a warrior because that's exactly what that guy is. He, uh, he, he's he's so for the boys kind of player, and he's just gritty as fuck. He's definitely he scares me like through the TV. I'm not even on the ice, and I'm like, oh my god, that guy's scary as fuck. I I just have to throw this one out there just because this brought me up another fucking stupid random fact of mine. Not really that related, but. In, on terms of impressive fucking uh, accomplishments, like this is 41 hours and 32 penalty minutes, or 32 minutes in the penalty box is awesome. It reminded me, this is a stupid recall, but Dan Fridgen, old youth hockey coach, he had two uh, two records, most goals in a season and most penalty minutes in a season for RPI, and they happened the same season, and that one always lives in infamy for me. So, I think in terms of records, that's some impressive shit. That's a great record to have. Shout out to like, the fridge there, like, dude. Really the best at everything. 
Out the fridge. Great coach. Great uh, <coughs> we're going to move on to Carey Price being an absolute psychopath. Uh, Paul Mary drove the net the other night for the Devils. Was I don't even think it was like a dirty play. He was just driving the net. I, I don't think he tried to avoid him, but I think he had he had pressure on his back too. But uh, so he goes down. Carey Price turns around and then just starts feeding haymakers or haymakers into like his spinal cord, and he didn't get kicked out of the game or anything like that, which blew my mind. There's like no suspension. Like a blocker is hurt, dude. It, like I feel like if you listen to this, you probably played hockey. I don't know if you guys have been hit with a blocker, but it fucking sucks. It, it's like a boxing glove on steroids. It's terrible. The one takeaway from this that I had, uh, I, it, Derek Anglin's on the Devils, right? No, I'm pretty sure he is. He's on Calgary. Oh, Lovejoy. Then was it Lovejoy? Lovejoy. It was Lovejoy or Anglin? One of those guys. Uh, they're all fighting and stuff. And whoever number twelve is on the Devils. Comes out of nowhere and just like pretty much just trucks carry price. And like you know you're gonna get in a fight if you fucking hit the goalie. It was actually kind of a cool fight. What do you guys have on this? Other than the fact that like Carey Price is just a psycho. Maybe he had flashbacks to Chris Kreider. I'm not entirely sure. What do you guys got? Uh, yeah, there you go. I, I I can't get enough of Carey Price. I don't know why. I fucking love the guy. And I'm a Bruins fan. I, I think I'd be a hypocrite because my, my favorite times the last 10 years, a lot of them spawned after Tim Thomas fucking losing his mind and throwing that blocker around. Yeah. I love it. I love it when goalies get involved. I, I don't get, I don't know. Like, Hextall, Hextall built his name off of being nuts. Garth Snow was fucking crazy. I love a crazy goaltender. And the thing, too, you have to remember is guys are clearly rubbing into the crease trying to get at that knee at him. I mean, holy shit. If I were him, too, I mean... Why not fucking bruise a couple guys' ribs and let the league know that if you're going to come into my crease, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and the league's not going to do shit about it. So, I mean, I just have good on Carey Price. I would probably do the same exact thing in his situation. And uh, you know Montreal doesn't have the tough guys to back you up, so you might as well just do it yourself. Yeah. What do you got, Dan? I, I thought that video was laugh out loud. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Carey Price was like having the worst day of his life or something because that wasn't – that wasn't, like, that bad. Like, it we see way worse. Like, when Lucic absolutely just truck-sticked um, Miller. Miller. That was, I mean, that was, like, a bad one. But, like, this <laughs> this was, like, pretty harmless, I feel like. And he just, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, when we were a little younger and we would have fun with Ken and we would, like, kind of poke at him a little bit and then he would just wind up and, like, try to punch one of us. For some reason, I got flashbacks when Carey Price just uh, – Socked Palmieri in the head, and then he like punched him like in the butt a couple times too. Like, hits him in the back of the head, which is ruthless, and then just like you know punches his butt a few times. I, I thought it was a really funny video. Like Lee said, it's awesome when goalies like actually get involved like this. Um, it's fun to watch, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm Montreal, they never been, they never had like many tough guys on their team. Lee, what what are your thoughts? Was the Carey Price, um, Tim Thomas goalie fight? Was that that was like one of the worst fights of all time? Like, Arguably the worst fight of all time. But like, like cool at the same time, but like I, if that like was a real fight, that would have been like so much better, dude. Because that was like so disappointing. Because like the oh the brawls that were going on that game were fucking yeah. insane. It was like a classic Bruins Canadians. It was like seven <laughs> four was the score, and yeah. Fuck, Oh, man, watching Tim Thomas just, like, fall immediately. You could see Carey Price, like, laughing at him. It was just kind of like, yeah, it was like shit. Oh, 
fuck, Tim. Go back. <laughs> they could just rewind that and not do that. That would have been way better. But I just have two final thoughts on Carey Price. One, there's a picture of him on Google with five different cigarettes in his hand. I think they're all lit at the same time. He's wearing like a cowboy hat. And then the second thing is like the whoever was on defense for Montreal and Carey Price was like hitting Paul Mary. They're just like standing there looking like what the fuck's going on? Like what what am I supposed to do? Like they're like Carey, like you should probably stop now. Like it was it was pretty bad. As a defenseman, I'm pretty sure that your responsibility is to like even though Carey Price is blocking him, is to like tackle that guy in the post or some shit, just knock him the fuck out and end it. Yeah. (laughs) They just stood there like, I I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do with my hands? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, what the heck, Carrie? Like, I tripped the guy into you. Carrie, Carrie, go smoke a blunt, dude. (laughs) It it was bad. Um, And lastly, last uh, topic on NHL in the news, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights – I don't think they're allowed to be the Golden Knights or their logo's kind of fucked up. And it's funny because a small college in Albany, New York, St. Rose forbid it because they think the logo's too similar. First off, I I hate St. Rose kids. They're terrible. They're just entitled little assholes that think it's a cool private school when actually, like, you're hanging out in Arbor Hill. So Go to you, Albany, dude. Yeah, like, I feel like... (coughs) I feel like St. Rose is like like a poor man's like Sienna. Kind of. No, no. What what do you guys got on this? Like, out of all the schools to even be talking shit, like, why the fuck does St. Rose think that they have, like, any opinion? Like, couldn't, like, maybe Clarkson, maybe Clarkson has, like, a shot at making that argument. St. Rose from the freaking rafters in Albany, uh, New York, comes at this Las Vegas NHL team. Like, what are you doing, St. Rose? Um, obviously a huge win for St. Rose. Oh yeah. They're going to make a bunch of money on this. Well, I heard, I heard they're going to do like a settlement or whatever to maybe it'll push through or whatever. But I saw that St. Rose have been been making very serious, like athletic cuts to the program because like they were in debt and shit. I didn't even know St. Rose had athletics. Yeah. So I think that they're just going to, I think they did it so they could get money because they were financially hurting in their athletic department. Smart move. But, uh, but also it's like the Golden Knights is the most like generic, sports name in the world like they i don't know they should be like okay like just let them have it like everyone else has that name so i don't really understand it i mean whatever uh still kind of funny that saint rose is the one like making a big deal about it so it's pretty funny lee what do you got i i got a lot kind of like my angle is what you were saying kid uh i have numbers in front of me fucking cut shing for saint rose dude Whatever, whatever dude spotted this, because no one was thinking about St. Rose, was just like flipping through, like, oh, Golden Knights, we're the Golden Knights. That dude deserves a pay raise. So St. Rose has a $9 million deficit right now, and they just cut their athletic scholarships down $340,000. Basically, I looked into it a little more. St. Rose is fucking failing, and the school's, like, tanking. So uh, if they can take this to court and basically be like, hey, you can keep the name, just toss us $9 million. I mean, that's a huge win for them. So that's just playing chess when everyone else is playing. ball, dude. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Good, good for the Rose. I mean, maybe now you'll get a couple more D3 soccer wins next season. Thanks to the fucking Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're fucking stupid front office. Yeah, and that that's a little bit of NHL in the news. Also, why did Las Vegas? Why did they couldn't have come up with a better name? What about like the Las Vegas Golden Gamblers? Just yeah, like 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. NFL would never want gambling. I was thinking something just dark and like satanic, or I don't know. Yeah, but the Golden Knights, like, okay, just hop on board with the other thousand college teams in the world. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, now we are going to move on to uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Dominic Moore, I cannot thank you enough for coming on here week in, week out. We know you got a busy schedule. I really appreciate everything that you do for us. You really, you truly are a hero, but the fact that you're on this podcast makes you a zero. Couldn't, couldn't be any more fitting. So what do you guys have for your heroes and zeros this week? Uh, we'll start with Dan. <clears throat> All right, so I'll start off with my zero. Um yeah, it's going to Connor McDavid. Like, I watched his interview with the uh, media a couple days ago now. Um, and he was talking about the whole Brandon Manning thing. It's like, dude, you play hockey. I get there's scumbag moves. And the guy was freaking, like, just crying about it. Like, just, I don't know. I just, he looked, to me, it was just like, get over it. Um, for the listeners, Brandon Manning, like, I don't know. I saw the video. It looked just like a you know a hockey play, pretty much. You're going hard to the net, and the defenseman's job is to separate you from the puck. And it looked like he pulled a little on his back or something. I don't know, Lee, your defenseman. I'm pretty sure that's like you did that every game. Um, <laughs> so like, it's like, dude, just get over it. Like, you're still a millionaire. You're still the captain of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah, maybe it was a scumbag play, but again, it's it's the game of hockey and. Just get over it, pretty much. Not much to say. It was just really kind of set me off a little bit. I was kind of on his McDavid team for a little bit, and now it's just like he's just a nut whiny baby. Can um, I add in? For sure. Yeah, I, I agree with literally everything you said. And I, what, what I'm scared of is because McDavid's actually a pretty likable guy. Is that when he starts doing this, and I don't think he realizes Crosby? he's gonna he's gonna start getting the Crosby treatment before you know it because this is exactly what happened with Sidney Crosby like you're in the NHL now dude like it's been happening your whole life but it's gonna be every single night and then at the end of the night there's gonna be a thousand cameras in front of your face like get fucking used to it like I think the reason I've turned so back on Crosby because the last like two or three years he's finally learned like shut the fuck exactly. up yeah take it as a sign of respect or something like I get huh. I get you're frustrated but just hold it in during that press conference because yeah. you're going to look like a whiny baby, and before you know it, you're going to be the NHL superstar that everybody fucking despises. And then, yeah, then those idiots on the other team are going to want to hit you even harder now because you're a little douche. I completely. Oh. Yeah. So I had to get that one off my chest. Um, I got for the hero, heroes of the world right now, this time of year, obviously, <laughs> especially. It's, I was at the mall the other uh, yesterday. And uh, it, my hero of the week goes out to every one of you, Santa Claus, mall Santa Clauses. Um, unbelievable. Just, I was at the mall yesterday, and I, I looked at the, the thing set up. The line was just freaking around the corner. And uh, I look, and I see this Santa, this old Santa. There's probably a veteran mall Santa guy. And he just looked. He was not thrilled at all, man. There was, he saw the line. It was just, <laughs> I felt, I generally felt really bad for him. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you get to beat Santa Claus, and that's kind of sweet. But um, Heroes Around the World goes out to all you, you mall, you mall Santa, Santas. Um, I don't know. It's a pretty admirable thing that you guys do. And 
Uh, I know all the little kids appreciate you. I just want you to know that I appreciate you as well, uh, even if you're, you know, really pissed off at the world. But uh, yeah, hero of the week. Yeah, and I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to ask a question. Kate who's currently on his phone, which is pretty sad. Um, not really bringing the energy this week. Kat, I'm calling you out live podcast. So. For those of you that didn't know, uh, Ked went on a different podcast this week, uh, Six Pack Chats. Shout out to them. A couple of buddies of ours from high school do some pretty interesting stuff. Talk about Ked being full-blown Santa Claus, like running against a modified football team. So you should definitely check that one out. Um, but they, they pretty much introduced Ked as a full-blown character. If you don't know, he's James Claus, starting December 1st. Guilty. Everyone's favorite Santa for Christmas. Uh so my question to you, Jim, because I don't think you could. Could you last one month as a no? Monster? You would not. I'll answer it for. I'll answer it for Ken. He would never last in even the Wilton Mall, which is like the, which is like the AHL of Santa Claus malls. <laughs> he would not even last in the Wilton Mall. God forbid he got a gig at Crossgates. He would lose his shit. <laughs> this is the same. This is the same Santa Claus Ken who. Was uh, had to quit his um, lawn care job because he, he couldn't fucking man the, the weed whacker. I don't know how that correlates with each other, but it does. Uh, so Santa Claus Ken cannot last in a mall. Sorry. All right, defend yourself, Hollywood Santa. Uh, it definitely depends on what mall I'm in. Um, if I'm in Will like Will and Mall, I think I can do a month. I confidently think I could. I don't think it would be that bad. Auntie Anne's is right next to the Santa Claus place. I'd get some pretzels, a nice little smoothie. I think Wilton Mall would be doable. Plus, I'd be giving back to my community. Crossgate's not a fucking shot in hell. I'd last like three hours. Wait, Ken. Ken, I, I think I have the solution. What if they set up the, the Santa's house at the Greenfield Stewart's? You could last years. Yeah, I really could, dude. That I, that would be a career. That would be a little... we found out. A career, a yeah, dude. Just as soon as that's a career, you'd be out. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I really don't. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, Ken. This is perfect. Tell the story about the Civic Center time. Tell everyone what you wore to the Civic Center for that game and what happened in that bathroom. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh yeah. So we went to like a Civic Center game or whatever, and uh, I think SantaCon was earlier that day. So I was dressed up like Santa. And so we go to the Civic Center, and I'm, like, the only asshole there, like, wearing anything, like, Christmas-related. I was pretty drunk, so I had to go take a piss. So, like, take a piss, uh, ready to walk out of the bathroom, like, some, like, really fat, like, 10-year-old kid wearing, like, Walmart camo, like, shorts and just, like, a fucking, I don't even know, like, maybe a Fast and Furious t-shirt. And (laughs) the kid, like, starts chatting me up, and I'm like, what's up, buddy? Like, Merry Christmas. And he's like am I going to get what I want this year? And I was like, what's that? And he's like, I want an Xbox. And I was like, listen, probably not. But I, I'll, I'm going to see what I can do. Because, like, honestly, guys, there was no way that kid was getting a fucking Xbox. So I didn't want to, like, get his hopes up too much. But that's that's I'm an honest Santa, dude. I, I don't, like, I believe in dreams. But there's a difference between dreams and just absolutely not fucking happening. And that kid was not getting a $400 Xbox. <laughs> All right. Just letting you know. Santa. Yeah. I think you're up now, Ryan. All right. I'll go up. Uh, my hero of the week, pretty straightforward. David Posternock of the Bruins. 
Uh, I don't think he's getting the respect he deserves. For some reason, people are still acting like this is a fluke. 18 goals in 24 games now. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous for a 20-year-old kid. He's only, like, what, 16 months older than line A, so I, I don't get why no one cares. Drafted 24th overall, too, so no one really saw this coming. I mean, I love the kid. I, I don't – after I talk, I'd love to hear your guys' takes on him watching him play. But he kind of has, like, this, like, edge, and he, it's not really a serious edge. I mean, he threw that dirty hit. I'm not saying he's physical, but he actually gets – I him. love that hit, by the way. I was so pro, pro Pasternak with that hit. <laughs> no, and he, I don't know. He He's always smiling. He's always in the middle of stuff. I think he feeds off Brad Marchand and it. It's just been fun to watch on a super boring team that just can't score goals. He has like a highlight reel goal game now, it seems like. If he's not scoring, we're not winning. That's pretty much the method. So, I mean, I seriously can't say enough of him. And I think he's going to get a monster contract. So hopefully they can figure that out soon. Cause you think he's going to be a Bruin for life? I, uh, I would love to. like a Bergeron type? Like no. just Wait. Birch, Birch was was he drafted? You drafted by the Bruins, right? Eighteen year old rookie for the Bruins. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing too. Speaking of Bergeron, Bergeron's a center right now. Bergeron is like eight points in thirty games. He has to be banged up because it's not the same Patrice Bergeron. And I don't want to like get this going because he's probably my favorite player, but he he is not the same right now and nobody in Boston media is talking about it which is surprising because Boston media will go after everybody so that shows the respect that everyone has for Patrice Bergeron that no one said a fucking word but what are your guys thoughts on Pasternak do you actually am I overhyping him because I actually think he can be a star I honestly I honestly have to watch a little more I'll be honest with you um uh, from what I've seen, I think he's all. I think, I mean, obviously, I would love to have him on the Rangers. Uh, I think he's a great young talent. Um, but I have to, I have to watch a little more. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I do agree. I think he's, I think he's awesome. I think he's, he's fun to watch. Um, I had another question for you. Yeah. Um, Chara is Chara gone after this year? No, he's got like three more years, but his contract keeps getting smaller and smaller. Is he is Patrice Bergeron at least gonna have one year of wearing the C? Yeah, Patrice Bergeron's locked up for about seven. He, he's such a captain. Like, uh, it sucks that. I mean, Char is obviously the ultimate Bruins captain now, but I'm kind of hoping Bergeron comes on gets to the sea a little bit. He earned it. Absolutely. I, I, that's what I want. I, I know all these guys got traded. I want Lucic to be a Bruin for life, but if Bergeron can be a Bruin for life, I'll be okay. Uh, what do you think on Pasternak? Um. Let's see here. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. I think he'll be a first-line winger. I just don't think he's going to be a superstar. If that makes any sense. Like, I don't think he's going to put up 100 points a year. But I think he's going to be a very, very productive winger. Um, What's a superstar compared to, like, an all-star? Can he be an all-star? Yeah, he can be an all-star, but he's not going to be, like, an Ovechkin or a Crosby or anything like that. Fuck, Scott Hartnell was an all-star that one year. No, he'll he'll, he'll 100% be an all-star. He... I kind of see him having a career kind of like Louis Erickson. I know that I don't think they're the same player, but like point wise, I can see him kind of do that. Because like Louis Erickson's so an all star, but I wouldn't say Louis Erickson is like a superstar. Louis Erickson. You hate me, dude. I, I can't watch Louis. I don't like watching him. He's play. boring as fuck. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not even talking like play style. I'm just talking like amount of points they put up and shit. I know. I'm just saying. I. I He's one of those guys I just I can't figure out. I I think I and I'm just gonna say this. I think Pasternak's gonna be like a Tarasenko. That's my thought. But 
I think you're right, dude. I don't. I don't think there's any reason why he can't be. I think. Uh, I just okay. That's a better similar player. I don't think. I think Tarasenko's going to be. He'll be like a poor man's Tarasenko. I think. So Tarasenko at 21 goals or 21 goals as a 21 year old, and Pasternak has 18 goals through 24 games as a. 20-year-old, so I'm I'm just going to throw that one out there. Yeah, also, yeah, but also look at who he's playing with, man. I don't think Tarasenko is playing with anybody relatable to, like, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. Just like David Backus in his prime and TJ Oshie and Alexander Steen. No one that good. You're right. I, I think I would much rather play with Bergeron and fucking Marchand than those no, guys. Shit, but pretty good players. is carrying that line. Bergeron hasn't done shit. I, I don't know. And, and Bergeron, I th- he he played in the uh, that World Cup thing. I think that probably has something to do with him not really playing that well. Yeah. All right. Glad I got to get Jim's intake on that. That was, that was electric. Uh, my zero of the week is Lucas. Yes, so fucking what do you want me to do? Suck his fucking dick and tell Ryan everything he wants to hear? I just don't think he's going to be a fucking superstar. Sorry, dude. All right. He's on my fantasy right. team. I love him, dude. He puts me up points and shit. I just don't think he's going to be like a... Like Stop. a triple A fucking forward. Sorry. No, you're right. You're right, dude. I'm sorry. Ken has his one eye glossed over with Jim Vesey's jibs and the other over glossed over with <laughs> Jimmy Vesey, so, bud. I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like I like Bucci. I don't know about Vesey yet. I'm still warming up to him. All right. So my zero of the week is Lucas Spiza. Uh, so there was everyone probably saw it. Taylor Hall through a. Huge hit. I still think it's clean. Clean as fuck. Uh, and awesome hit. And he knocked the fuck out of some Larson guy, Philip Larson, on Vancouver. But basically, Philip Larson was laying deadless, like dead on the ice, no motion, and the fucking brawling suit behind. Spiza was the first Vancouver guy to go in, which is great to protect her, stand up for your teammate. He fucking kicked the noggin of the already dead, like. Larson, like, so hard, and then went into the boards. Like, I literally thought when I saw that replay that I saw Larson's, like, soul and, like, leave his body. (laughs) Like, like, the dude had to have been brain dead after that. I can't believe he's not, like, seriously. And we talked about it before, but huge ups to uh, Markstrom, the goalie, for trying to protect the guy and actually realize what was going on, which is that his dead player is being trampled on, like, uh, I don't know. I I guess that's my zero. I do have a question for you guys based off this. I thought it was a clean hit. Ked did too. Dan, do you think it was a clean hit? Uh, I th- yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a clean hit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are, those I, are the hits that you wish to have happen when you're a forward. Dude, like I don't. I don't. <clears throat> playing in the APHA is like literally the like that's the hardest league to play in, just because everyone tries to cheap shot everyone. So, like, I'm a big fan of, like, borderline, clean, cheap shot hits. Yeah. Uh, and this was this was completely fine with me. Like, I've seen I've seen the worst of the worst. <laughs> that league is a literal circus. Um, so, no, that, that, was a, that was a clean hit. As, uh, as a forward, when you're going in hard on the forecheck and the defenseman has a puck and he's going around the net, those are the hits uh, that you dream about having. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a defenseman with his head down, not having any idea what the fuck's happening, uh, you pop out that other side, dude. I've had one in my entire career, to, and I felt so fucking accomplished when it happened. Cause it's you can kill people, dude. They don't know. They have. They don't have a fucking clue they that have you're nowhere going. To go. No. They have nowhere to go. And it's clean. That's the best part. Yeah. No, I agree. I 
That was a scary moment, though. I, I watched the highlight. I didn't see it live. I was watching the highlight of it. And uh, literally, Spiza, like, literally kicks him in the head. And then a guy on the other team, almost like, it looked like intentional, like almost stepped on his throat. <laughs> like, dude, have a little awareness when a guy's literally flattened on the ice, like not breathing. Um, show a little awareness. Like, what are you guys doing? Maybe, maybe uh, we bring neck guards to the NHL, dude. Seriously. Alright, that's all I've got. So, Jim, you can go with your uh, three-star, or heroes and zeros. Uh, my, hero, my original hero is going to be Antti Ranta because how well he's played. and he, He's kind of, I don't think he's taken over the starter's position, but I think AV's kind of running the hot goalie right now because he's playing again tonight. But I changed it up, and I changed it up for one reason because this stat's fucking unreal. Keith Yandel has now officially played in 580 consecutive games. There was a little scare that he was going to be out because he took a shot. I think against the Bruins, not positive. But after the game, the coach said, yeah, Yandel's going to be gone for a while. I think they had the game next, like, two days, and he's right back in the lineup. So my hero goes to Keith Yandel, absolute warrior, playing 580 consecutive games. Can you imagine going to, can you imagine going to work 580 days in a row and not, like, calling in sick? Well, I'm sure you can call us in the NHL, yeah, for sure. But, uh, I No way. You think you could play in 580 consecutive games, Dan? I mean, I could dabble. I mean, yeah. I, would, I don't know. All right. Dan, no honestly, way. No, I, at this point, in my, no, I could not. Obviously. You would want if to. I was, if I was Keith Yandel and I was a sick defenseman that had actually good hockey talent, yeah. Well, yeah, dude. I, I, th- I think, you, I think you'd way. want to, but I, I don't think there's enough credit, like, no, I like think he, about like what he's had to have done to do that. He must be like his awareness must be fucking through the charts. Like being right. able to avoid cheap shit, being able to like block shots correctly. Like five hundred and eighty games as a defenseman is. Think about how much physical toll it takes on you when you go back to get a puck and like somebody's be, banging you. you. Gotta be, yeah, you gotta be uh, being a defenseman. That's that's. That's tough, what I right? think. It's it's way easier for a forward to play consecutive games. I think than it is a defenseman, just because defensemen are getting hit all the fucking time. Literally all the time. If there's one guy who could do it, though, it's Keith Yandel because he plays a pretty soft game. He does. That's why I'm not that impressed because he does get hit a lot, but he's fast enough where he's probably getting mostly rub-offs. I mean, I looked up his stats last year, and to me this is, like, pretty sad. Like, if you're an NHL defenseman, how many minutes do you think he was logging for the Rangers last year? Well, that's because the coach is fucking stupid, dude. He was, how many minutes was he logging, dude? I'm not, I'm a game? Not, yeah. I'm uh, uh, 20 or sub-20. Not over 20. And so he's playing 20 minutes a game for 82 games last year. He had 43 hits and 68 block shots. I mean, like, yeah, clearly it's not getting Lee, much. Lee, as, a, as a defenseman, you technically, like, you would have, like, six block shots by accident, right? Because you used to stick in front of that and, like, get pelted. Pretty easy as a defenseman to register one hit per game. That's saying that he registered a hit about every other game. That's terrible. So, I mean, clearly he's shying away from the physical play, which I think helps him a lot. So, I teeter on the word warrior. I think it's sick that he went back and played the last game, but I think his style is... No Cal Ripken, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's a softy twist on a fucking cone. He's no Cal Ripken. I mean, that's that's real wear and tear. That's a man's game right there, basically. Well, do you think... Do you, you ever hear the story about him? Oh. I, my buddy, uh, I won't say the name. Uh, but he was telling me a story about how when Cal Ricken was like going for the record um, for most consecutive games, he actually, I, I could be completely screwing the story up. Allegedly. Allegedly, he like got arrested or something. 
like the night before a game, and he was like in like a jail cell, uh, like there, he couldn't leave, and like they had a game coming up, and he had the Camden Yards like faked like a blackout where like they said like the lights weren't coming on, so he could continue with the record. Does that if that made any sense? That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, Calvin Jr., dude. Keep the handle. Shout out. Shout out to Doug Jarvis, though, Bruins assistant coach. 964 straight. Defensive defenseman. <laughs> That's not bad. And you know what? When it comes to style, I think the leader right now is Andrew Cagliano, and I feel like that guy plays a very non-physical game. And he's super, he's super fast, too. So. Um, I wonder what Al Gill's stats are like. That guy is, kind of, that guy is a true warrior. Um, Dude, does anyone remember Hal's, Hal's like, funeral the other, like, a couple playoffs ago? What do you mean, bud? When he had a rough go? <laughs> Such a rough go, yeah. That pretty much ended his... Yeah, he crashed and burned pretty quick. Eventually, it looked like he was in place. Or hell. You're fucking hell. I'm with you. Um, Sorry, Kevin. Are you signaling at me? You're telling me to shut up? No, I'm just telling you. We're Just shut up, dude. Uh, my zero of the week goes to the battle of the zero fighting fighting guys. Steve Ott's a zero. Scott Hartle's a zero. And their fight ended up being a zero. Like, nothing really happened. Uh... Just just a couple scumbags out there pretending to be tough. Dan, you are our fighting guy. What did you see out of the fight? Was there anything that you thought was fucking really worthy of two supposedly really tough dudes? Like, I, I would have thought at least they would have thrown something, but they just kind of hugged each other the whole time. It was, um, I mean, Steve Ott's not a good fighter. Yeah, he's a tough, I'll give him that. Uh, he's not. He's probably won like three fights. Uh, but Hart, Hartsey... It's actually like I he you know when, especially with his time with the Flyers he was you know he was a good fighter he was fun to watch like threw a lot of punches this was one of the worst fights ever <laughs> ever it looked like a drunk like Ryan versus Garrison like wrestling match in the basement on New Year's Eve twenty years or however many years ago now it was terrible I don't know flopping was, around uh, the yoga mats dude yeah just rolling around um, yeah not much to say it was yeah pretty disappointing I guess. Uh, Lee, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I hate Steve Ott. I thought, my big takeaway, I thought you were a Scott Hartnell guy, kid. I always took you as a huge No, player. like, he's he's another one of those guys that if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's not, he's just a fucking huge scumbag. That's kind of the take from me. Because he, I mean, whenever the Rangers played the Flyers, dude, he was always I such think, a little fucking dickhead. I think him being on the Flyers made him a lot cooler. Like, now that he's on Columbus, I, I just don't, like, I, I have... It's kind of one of those blah teams where I, like, don't really watch. Yeah. When he was on the Flyers, like, that was Philly. Like, that's kind of their thing. Um, but now it's just like, oh, okay. He kind of – I think he cut his hair and he kind of lost it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That always happens. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right, guys. Well, that was our Dominic Morris Heroes and Zeros. And now it's the moment you guys have all been waiting for. We are about to bring you – Big Red. Listeners, we've been excited to announce this all week. We now have a fantasy hockey expert in our midst. Uh, his name's Big Red. Uh, he has quite the track record. Uh, we think he's going to fit in perfectly. Pretty funny dude. Uh, 
Hey, hey, Red, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, your your background? I will say this. I won my fantasy league last year, and right now I'm playing Big Red in fantasy, and I'm getting pumped by, like, 50 points. So just just give us, like, a little intro on what's going on, what you're about, and, yeah, take it away. Yeah, like I said, uh, Big Wings guy. So uh, right now I'm watching the game right now, not doing great. Um I've been playing fantasy hockey for a couple of years now. I do pretty good. I've won just about every year except for the first year. And then I play a lot of DraftKings, and I'm uh, probably up like $1,000 right now so far just in the past two months. So I feel like I know what I'm talking about most of the time, but, you know, not everybody can write all, be right all the time. Um, that's pretty much it. All right, fair. I'd say. Fair. Member of uh, the 2016 champion uh, Navy Molson team, so that is true. Quick, good, quick shout out to the boys. I, I like what you did there. Um, yeah. So we we know that you're you're fantasy worthy. Uh, we also know that you used to play a bit of hockey. I was wondering if maybe you wanted to kind of get into what type of player, what type of style of hockey you play, just so the listeners know that we don't have some candy ass on right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, growing up, I was a goalie uh, until like. I want to say squirts or peewees, which is like, you know, 12 or 13. And then uh, our teams were usually so good, I just I just said, fuck that. I got too bored back there, and I wanted to get out there and start mixing it up, you know. So then uh, I became a defenseman, and uh, I would say probably up until, I don't know, I graduated high school, I was uh, a goon, you would say, uh, as much as you could be without fighting. I would just try to fucking bury people at all times. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just my main focus, just get the boys riled up, you know, fucking put somebody away. Um, now, probably not as much. <laughs> you still mix it up, older, dude. Little, yeah, but I, a little more brittle, you know, a little smarter. Um, definitely don't rip the clappers at uh, face high anymore. Try to keep them low, get the boys, have the boys tip one in for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's about it. You know, if some shit goes down, I'll get in there and mix it up, but I try to stay away from that shit now. Lee, Lee, and, Lee, Lee and Dan, really, really quick before you say anything, do you guys remember Red's first shift of high school hockey? Uh, Red came from one side of the ice to the other and tried to hit this kid miss and went flying over the boards and almost drilled our coach in the neck with his skate. But neither here nor there. Ryan, what do you got for him? I just wanted to throw in. I'd like to I'd like to just, you know, verify Big Red's sentiment of his career. Uh First guy, you know, to throw an elbow to the face if you need one. Um, real morale booster all the way around. And uh, as he's developed, though, I think he's developed into, a, you know, an elite year league hockey defenseman. People don't know. <laughs> Big Red. Big Red actually has quite the cross training with roller hockey, and he brings those dangles to the ice. They catch That's some people true, by yeah. yeah, quite the accomplished uh, year league player. One of my favorite moments is when Red has the puck and he has a full head of steam. You know he's going to do a spinorama move, and the stick's coming up high, and if you're in the way, you're going to get fucking toasted. <laughs> Dan, do you got anything my, for him? I think my favorite, I think my favorite memory of, uh, of Red was in high school when he used to just absolutely level me in practice. <laughs> like, there, was like really no easy, there was no easy day when I was going up against Big Red, and he would just... Literally send me into next week. Thanks, I don't. I remember that. Uh, Red, we we got a couple. We got got a couple more questions for you before we kind of get into a couple fantasy questions. Uh, First, first question is: If you're going to go to Taco Bell, what is your go-to order? (laughs) You know my wheelhouse. Um, It it can be more than one thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Well, I mean, the Taco 12 pack's always a good go-to. You gotta get the Doritos Locos ones. Can't get that pussy-ass Supreme shit. You know, you need, <laughs> you need to get some variety in there. Um, but if I'm gonna go, you know, your standard order, get some quesaritos, maybe a steak-chicken combo in there. Uh, maybe cheesy gordita crunch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a couple of Doritos, Doritos Loco tacos in there, too. Aren't you a cheesy fiesta uh, potato guy? Uh, they don't have those anymore. Oh, God. R.I.P., yeah, dude. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, thoughts and prayers out to those guys. <laughs> I actually, I think we should do, I think when we're all back uh, for like Christmas time, I think we should do our podcast from like the Taco Bell parking lot or something. <coughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> we're coming, coming at you live from the, the Weibull fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bell, here we come, Lee, Lee, Dan, do you have any more questions before we kind of ask him what what a uh, couple picks that this week would be good? Yeah, I got. Uh, we wrote this down. Uh, big Red Wings fan. We all know that. What would you, what would you say your favorite moment as a Red Wings fan is? We don't have much Red Wings talk on the podcast. I think you're also our, you're a fantasy guy, but I also think you're kind of our Red Wings insider. So uh, bring that element too. Yeah, I'd say so. I fucking I, wa- I watch every single game, even if I've already seen the score. I've seen them what, see how they're playing. Um, best moment ever. Okay. Um, and to hop on that, that on on the way down to hockey, he'll like literally pull up the Red Wings game on his phone when we're driving there. So like big Red yeah. Wings guy. Yeah, I fucking love it. I just went to a game actually in Brooklyn uh, last week, last Sunday. Beat the Islanders. How, how do you like that? How do you like that arena for? Oh my god! <laughs> it's a fucking joke. We'll it's air on that. Right? Yeah, there, there's one end. You know where the car is? Yeah. That one end. They have like uh, these like uh, executive seating things there where you can uh, where you have like a, a computer chair and then you get like a plate and shit. You get like buffet, which is cool. But the people that are directly behind the net, they're like above the net. They can't, they can't see it, right? They can't see it. No, they can't yeah. see it. We were off to the right. So we could, it was fine for us, but like those people that are right behind there, they would be there. There was like two people sitting in that area, yeah. Which would probably see like I don't know, like a hundred. <laughs> there was like two people there. Tell you, you know, yeah. They're fucking, they're fucking stupid. But uh, best uh, Red Wings moment of all times. I'd say it's got, it's probably 08. I mean, the 97, 90, or 97, 98 back to back was awesome. But I was so young. Um, probably 2008 when we <laughs> fucking beeped into Crosby that fucking pussy. That, that felt probably the best. Hey, Red, lastly, your aunt used to fuck Darren McCarty, right? <laughs> no, no, it was uh, my other aunt did, actually. Uh, or no, wait. Um, one of her friends, sorry. It was one okay. of her friends that was uh, banging Darren McCarty. But she was dating Slava Kozlov. Oh. Remember him? Yeah, what do we remember him? him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and my mom used to hang out with like Andrew McKim. You probably don't know who that is, but he was on the Adirondack Red Wings back in the nineties. But uh, yeah, that's why I'm a Red Wings fan. Um, my family used to hang out with all those guys. Like I have a picture of Draper holding me as a baby. I have a picture of Ozzy holding me as a baby. So that's dude, those, like, I miss. I miss those that era of hockey, dude. I know they're the legends. That Red Wings team, especially when we used to have the Red Wings affiliate in Adirondack, that was. That was a good time for, for Guns Falls, especially. That was awesome. Yeah, that was the heyday, man. That was yeah. the heyday. There hasn't been a team at the Civic days. Center since, like, that good since then. Yeah, dude. For you, sure. man, like, I, I'm trying to think. I, don't, I can't really remember the Civic Center at that time. I, I think we were all kind of pretty young. 
But can you imagine if we had that now? How like sweet that would be a part to oh. be a part of that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we definitely yeah, kind of missed out. Adirondack Thunder. Those guys. Uh, all right, uh, Red. Give give me yeah. give me your top three fantasy sleepers of this week. Okay. Um, well, I would say um, right now. Here's a weird guy, Shea Theodore on the Anaheim Ducks. He's uh, he's kind of been a yo-yo all this year. They kind of just send him down and bring him back up, probably because you know their farm team's in San Diego, so it's pretty easy. But he's a really good player, and he plays on the second power play and on the second pairing. And uh, they, they just called him up today. He already has assists today. Um, so whenever he's in the lineup, if you can get him, especially like DraftKings, he's really cheap. He's like thirty six hundred or something. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would definitely look at him, or even just like a season-long league. If they get another entry on the blue line, that he's going to be the first guy up there full time. Um, another guy, Bo Horvat, on the Vancouver Canucks. He averages like 18 minutes per game. He's really fucking good. He's been a little cold the past couple of games, but he got real hot. Um, I think it was like a week, like for two weeks, like two weeks ago. Uh, he was real high. He's been a little cold lately, but I think he's going to play. He's a high draft pick. And he plays on the second power play and on the second line. He, like I said, he averages like 18 minutes a game. So I mean, that's just at some point or another, he's going to start picking it up here. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to be a homer pick here. Uh, Anthony Mantha. If anybody doesn't know about this guy, he's a fucking horse, six five, got an absolute rocket, and uh, he's just a really smart player's thing, where he just knows where to be, knows how to fucking uh, you know poke the puck away at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a really solid player. He's got like eight, eight or nine points, I think, in twelve games since being called up, and he's playing on the top line instead of bringing Tatar and the first power play. So, okay, I would say those are my three guys. All right, cool. So you heard it here first: Theodore, Bo Horvat, and uh, Anthony Mantha. Those, if you guys are trying to win money on DraftKings or if you're in a deep fantasy league, give him a dabble. Uh, Big Red, yeah. he, he's he's very rarely never wrong, and uh, so that's it. So we're gonna do I this. Yeah. I honorable mention Anthony Anthony D'Angelo. I mentioned this to you before. He just got called back up. He's another guy that's like but he plays on the second power play. He's a good DraftKings guy. He's only like I think thirty one hundred, which is super cheap. So. Okay. Nice. All right, and we're we're gonna do this probably every week. We're gonna have Red on here. He's gonna give us our fantasy picks and uh we'll we'll ask him like one or two stupid questions a week. We'll keep it interesting. So uh Red, thank you for being here. Lee, Dan, you have anything else? Uh, I think it's a great addition to the podcast. Uh I think I'm going to start getting into uh, doing more of that the fantasy type stuff now. Um, yeah, man. Now we got Red on our, on our team here. Uh, so thanks again, Red, for coming out. We'll see you next week. All right, boys. Thanks, Red. Hey, Ken, Yo. give White all you can handle tonight, bud. Fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Suck at White. <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll see ya. <laughs> all right, boys. Sound the alarms, boys and girls. Now it's time for this week's three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Um, this week we are going to do the top three Christmas activities. Again, this is the month of December. It deserves Christmas every single week. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll get it started this week if that's okay. Ryan, you still here? I'm present, bud. All right, um... So the first first Christmas activity that I absolutely love, uh, I said this on the six-pack chats. Again, if you guys get a chance, go there and listen to it. It's, uh, my buddy Greg Ronane has a podcast. It's pretty cool. They talk about weird shit. But the first first activity that I absolutely – I love SantaCon. I've gone through uh, phases of my life where I had earrings and I was at the club and then, and then I was kind of into a bar scene and then uh, 
live bands really got me going. Now I love day drinking, and SantaCon is the most perfect day to day drink. You can dress up in a Santa costume or an elf costume. You just go downtown, you pound rumple mints and Moscow mules, and you hang out with a bunch of other asshole Santa Claus, and it's just absolutely festive. Uh, I know, Dan, were you there? I know Lee was with me when I went to SantaCon last time. Dan wasn't there. Uh, I think we went to Clancy's and we started off with like Irish car bombs. It, it's it's just an awesome atmosphere. I don't know if you guys have anything to kind of throw into SantaCon exactly or. I mean, I'm not a huge SantaCon guy. It is fun. I mean, for you, it's the time of your life, and I get that. You are Santa. But yeah, I was going to say, my favorite memory of SantaCon was fucking went going into the towny bar that we have in Saratoga and uh, just hammering down uh, Irish car bombs with the fucking local taxi drivers and felons, and uh, they were loving the costume, man. You know, they don't see too many people dressed up in there often, so I think you made their holidays. But, yeah, I mean, the one, the one thing I will say... I'm a little skeptical about it. I've heard you say this several times. There really aren't fights at SantaCon. I feel like there would be fights. I don't know why. I feel like everyone dressed the same way might create some fights. <laughs> no way, dude. It's a festive atmosphere. It's like going to a playoff hockey game. Like, if you go to the, the TD Garden the rain, or the Madison Square Garden, you're dressed in your jerseys, everybody else is there, and everybody's there just to have fun. Okay. I'll take Boston Bruins fan hates you and kicks your ass, but yeah. Throne shade. All right, my second Christmas activity that I love, we have a Christmas Eve party every year. It's my dad's side of the family, which is filled with a bunch of degenerates. Uh, it's kind of funny because you never know who the fuck's going to be there, who, you know, who lost their job, who uh, who just has, like, a new boyfriend or girlfriend that year that they bring one every year. Uh my mom works every other Christmas Eve, so the ones that she does work Christmas Eve, she comes after. So my dad goes and picks her up, and me and my cousin Sarah get blackout, and we just start making fun of all the little kids. Last year, Sarah made this one little kid cry. It was, it was pretty up there. I love Christmas Eve parties. The, the food is spectacular, and there's nothing better than that, I don't think. Uh, so Christmas Eve, do you guys have any Christmas Eve parties or anything like that or no? Not really. We just usually just hang out at our house and drink. What about yeah. you, Lee? Oh, you guys are missing out. That should be something that you get whenever you guys start a family. Christmas Eve parties are where it's at, dude. Maybe maybe we can all like have Christmas Eve parties. Okay. Together. What about together? Can I get invited to this year's Christmas Eve party? Because I don't have one. Absolutely not. Come on, man. Just once. Uh, maybe. maybe Ryan, I don't Ryan know. Ryan would be a good addition. He's, He'd be a good Ryan addition, would, but... Ryan gets drunk. Ryan gets really drunk, and he's not like an obnoxious drunk, but he throws like jabs out there no I, I would i would love ryan there but the genetics of my family if ryan came with me people would be thinking the wrong thing so ryan ryan is not gonna accompany me to the christmas eve party and lastly uh colin's holiday so <clears throat> every december growing up my mom would uh make me stay home from school one day whenever it would snow and she would call it the colin's holiday and we'd go out we'd build snowman we'd go sledding she'd make some sick grilled cheese we watched we would uh eat christmas cookies christmas just candy canes left and right hot cocoa uh, that was that was a big one for me. So uh, I don't know if you guys had anything like that either, but those were definitely my top three Christmas type activities. Very nice. Uh, I had a hard time getting a day off from school. Right? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> could, I I literally couldn't. Have, I literally wasn't allowed to have sleepovers until I was eighteen. <laughs> God forbid I missed a day of school to like enjoy a nice little holiday, sick day. But no, my. Uh, my my C plus average in high school, you know, I had to maintain that. So, okay. So, so what, what what do you guys got? 
Yeah, so uh, uh, three stars uh, for Christmas favorite <laughs> Christmas activities. Um, first one is pretty much just walking downtown uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just always a nice little. Uh, it's always like decorated very nice. Uh, we're not home so much anymore, so it's it's good to kind of get around town, see how how everything's looking, feel that cold, brisk air. Uh, is always nice. Number two on the list is my mother's appetizers. Can I call a quick time out, Dan? Downtown Saratoga is fucking beautiful in the winter. With like the Christmas wreaths, awesome. dude, and you have all the lights. There's that little like Santa house that they have going on. Plays kind I know, of. The, the I, know, pl- I know we're biased and everything, but I think I think Saratoga Springs is one of the most underrated cities like in the world. Oh yeah, dude, and it, and it plays it plays with the Victorian Street Walk, which is always like a, a good one too. But like da- downtown is truly place. underrated. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a great great place to grow up, especially. Um, awesome, awesome in the wintertime. Uh, number two is my mother's appetizers. What's she on the menu, it. dude? Uh, it varies, honestly. It, um, this year, I, re- I already put in my request for. <laughs> excuse me. She always gets the. <laughs> That's back to back weeks with burps, by the way. But yeah, keep yeah. going. She uh, she always buys the she so she buys the stuffed peppers from Roma's. Ooh. For all you listeners, Roma's is like an unbelievable. Closest thing we have to like a really awesome like a te- like traditional uh, Italian um, market. So we always buy we always buy uh, the stuffed peppers from Roma's. That's always on the appetizer menu, no matter what holiday it is. Um, but this year, she usually does um, a little like frosted flake um, potato casserole type thing. That's on the menu this year. I also put in my request for her buffalo dip as well as the taco dip. So all three of those will be on the menu. The stuffed peppers. Uh, she also does a great, you know, pepperoni. I'm a big pepperoni guy. Uh, pepperoni cheese cracker platter. That's always a good one. Staple of everyone's, uh, you know, holiday. Dude, can you, can, you, can you save me a plate for when we come over or whatever? I would love to try that stuff. Yeah, are we doing, are we doing the podcast Christmas night well yeah listeners this this is for the first time in the history since the podcast we're actually going to be able to be all together when doing the podcast so we have a couple different ideas i think we a christmas night sunday night i'm off the next day dude that'd be i don't because nothing really goes on christmas night i don't think maybe with you guys or whatever but like i'm down for my grandparents my grandparents come over my grandpa watches about seven episodes of judge judy and he goes home so uh, I'm I'm more than down, dude. Nice little maybe slumber party, Friday night lights. Take off the shirts, pack some lips, dude, and just podcast our heart out. Yeah, that sounds great right now. Um, so yeah, we'll set that one up. Uh, and third, and third is just uh, excuse me, is just throwing the the football around in the backyard with my brother and dad. Somehow it's turned into a Christmas tradition. Usually gets a little physical uh, with my brother. Uh, nowadays we don't really i mean maybe not anymore it, it used to be a lot more physical now we just kind of uh kind of we don't want to risk any injuries now now that we're more prone out of uh, shape literally out of shape literally like i said the other podcast had another kickball game this week went into like extra innings and i literally felt those extra innings the next day like you know I was, i'm a catcher so i have to throw <laughs> 
I have to throw the, the big freaking kickball back to the pitcher every time. So those extra innings kind of hurt my arm a little bit. Uh, so I'm, I'm just recovering now. But, yeah, those are my top three. I'm really looking forward to coming home, getting to, you know, wrestle with Ked and hang out with, with Rhino. And Murray probably won't be able to drink because he, uh, you know, he saves that for his real friends and on the weekends and stuff. So we'll see how that plays it out. Um. All right, that was that was an interesting three stars. I'm I'm pumped for the appetizers and everything along those lines. Uh, Ryan, I feel I feel like Dan. I kind of knew what you had going on on Christmas. I never really know what Ryan is up to. Ryan's He's a toss up. Such a wild guy, card, dude. His his nickname should be Wild Card Lee, dude. What do you got? What do you got? My household's pretty quiet. We wake up when we want. We usually make breakfast. Food start. I don't know, fucking pour in, then you just end up, you know, who knows? Who knows where you end up from there? It's either a nice dinner or everyone just fucking goes to bed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So it can either be a long one or it can be a short one. It just depends on everyone's morale. Uh, top three. Uh, top three. Uh, number one, I'm big on the holiday bowl games, college football. Uh Usually some of the shittiest games in the world, but for some reason there's nothing going on in sports. It feels like feels like the hockey schedule always slows down. So if I'm sitting around a couple of favorites this year that I'm looking forward to a few days before Christmas, uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl will be an all-time classic this year, Idaho-Colorado State, Popeye's Bahama Bowl, and the Dollar General Bowl. So those are a couple, Ooh. you know. Those no-name bowls out there where it's a couple teams you never get to see and they're playing like their lives depend on it, like when they actually don't get their classics. What's up, Dan? I have a question, Lee. It's, it's, it's dating back to our high school days. Yeah. Um, do you remember when you bought the uh, Hawaii football bowl game t-shirt? Yeah, no, they actually they played enough. Fuck, what did they play? It was the year Hawaii like went undefeated and they got a shot in the Sugar Bowl and they played LSU. So I bought yeah. their uh, Sugar Bowl championship T-shirt, and they uh, they got blown out by like fifty six. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa, for all you listeners, Lisa Closet Hawaii uh, College or University, whatever they're called, football fan. Went on went on vacation with yeah. myself. That's where I'm going to go to school. I looked into it. They had a good roller hockey team. Just never really worked out academically and financially. Incredible. Uh, number two, my number two favorites. Uh, I don't know if this is a Christmas activity, but kind of this Christmas day, trying on new shit. I'm not. I'm not really talking more about like all the good clothes you get. You usually get a couple good sweaters, new pairs of pants, some khakis, maybe a pea coat if I'm lucky. But uh, trying on like the basics: white t-shirts, uh, boxers, and socks. I'm telling you what, man. Every Christmas, I get so excited for those three things: white t-shirts, boxers, and socks. I, I remember once I read an article. There was this rich guy in. He had a white T-shirt, a pair of boxers, and socks for every day of the year. He wore them once, and he fucking threw them out. And there's honestly nothing like getting replenished on those things. I kind of do that. I kind of do toss away some of my old stuff. But just having those very essentials being brand new, I feel like a million bucks till February. Those, kid, those kids in Africa I, hate you so much right now. But isn't it great? Isn't that a great feeling when oh, you get the it just, Yeah. Low key, those are that's a those are great presents, and I'll just because those are the essentials every single day of your life. Yep. I lose socks every day, pretty much. <laughs> I wear I wear a white t shirt on undershirt every day, and I have been finding myself that I only have like five of them or four of them. So 
I re-wear them day after day, which is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I literally, last Friday, I was all out of white t-shirts. Uh, I picked one out of my, my hamper and wore it. And it was <laughs> I, it, smelled, it was still wet from the day before. So yes, loading up on white t-shirts, socks, and underwear. Underwear is another story. I don't want to get into it. Uh, but yeah, those are awesome gifts. Like if I got if I got a pack of white t-shirts this Christmas, I'll literally be just you know helicoptering my dick around. That's so awesome. Oh, it's great too. You know, nowadays Hanes, their game they make the white t-shirts with the uh, with the V-neck, so you can take a button down if you want. No one will even know you're wearing the white tee. Game changer, dude. Yeah, I'm all about those things. You don't appreciate until you get older. Uh, my, my last favorite Christmas activity, it's more of a dad activity, but it's my favorite thing to do in the wintertime. That's getting the fucking snowblower out and hammering the driveway. Um, I don't know. It's something so simple about it. It's always fucking freezing out. My boots are always still wet. My jacket like won't zip up. It gets caught up in my headphones. But usually, you know, mom's gone. I pack a lip, maybe have a beer prior. And it's just 20 minutes where I just feel like a fucking, I feel like I could survive as an adult in the real world. But at the same time, you clean your head. Same concept as mowing the lawn. Two absolute favorites of mine that I think oh, are really, you've had, you've mowed a few lawns. 20, 20 minutes of just clarity, dude. No, no. You want to know what it is? It's, not only is Lee getting to, you know, clear his mind, but that's his, that was his go-to excuse for not hanging out with us throughout his childhood. Mm-hmm. I love mowing the lawn. Yeah. I, it, it ruined a lot of tennis sneakers. I don't know. I, I just find it great. I th- Honestly, part of it is because when I was younger, they used to make me fucking shovel the driveway. Now that I can actually use the big boy machine, it's like, fuck you. So, uh, yeah, those are my three favorite Christmas activities. Chad, do we dare ask you, Chad? Uh, we, we did that earlier before uh, we had technical difficulties. Oh, Way to pay attention, though, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just chugged the Corona. Dude. All right, uh, and and guys, that... we lost power. So. Yeah, 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 it's our fault that you lost power. I get it. Um, all right, and that's this week's uh, morning skate. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna stop promising guests because we just have so many like busy things going on. So it's kind of hard to get everybody together in the week. So. Right, Adam, of the week, dude. Well, yeah. What? Oh yeah. Craig Adams ass kick of the week. Yeah. Uh, do you want it? I want to talk. I want to talk shit about Max Domi. You didn't even give it to me. All right. Re- really quick. Usually it's three stars, but we're gonna end it this week with uh, Dan Goings, Craig Adams ass kicking of the week. Hi, I'm Craig Adams of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fighting in hockey is an established tradition. Dan, take it away. All right. So this is the fifth. Fifth, uh, Craig Adams, I think fifth, Craig Adams, ass-kicking of the week. Uh, very honored to, to for this one this week. It's going out to uh, Max Domi. I'm so tired of, uh, of hearing about like, how Max Domi's kicking everyone's asses. Give this guy, this guy hasn't had like, he hasn't had like a fair fight since he's joined the league. He just like jumps everyone. Like that's not, that's not a real like, ass kick, like, yeah, he, like, dummied with Kessler, but, like, Kessler, like, wasn't even ready for the fight. Um, so this week, you know, I was so happy to see this no-name guy on uh, Calgary Hathaway, or whatever his name is, who's been fighting a lot recently. Um, 
believe he had a solid hit on Domi. Domi wanted to act tough, uh, went after him. Pathway popped him a few times. Um, so it was so good to see Domi finally get it to him for once because he's had so many just like lucky fights that he's had. It's, it's pathetic. Um, I was never not a big Ty Domi guy. I respect the guy, obviously. Got his head bashed in for however many years, but I just don't like the hype, and I don't like this kid Max. This was a good one for me. I, I really liked. Uh, I really liked seeing that one. So the, the, I, Craig Adams asking of the week goes out to Hathaway putting a beating on uh, Young Domi there. What do you think, Cud? Uh we kind of talked about this pre-show. I didn't think he really got his ass kicked that bad. I understand where Dan's coming from. Because of the fight, you want to be man-to-man and just square up. At the same time, I think Max Domi's maybe five foot eight. So this is a this is I would have stolen that right out of his book. It, like if I'm gonna get in a fight, I'm probably gonna get my ass kicked if I square up with somebody. So I'm just gonna just start spider monkey. You don't square up. You play for keeps. That's what my dad always said. Like if you're gonna fight, make sure you throw the first punch. And there are no rules in fighting. Kick balls, eye gouge, whatever you need to do. Wins a win. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. I like Max Stomey, unlike Dan, but I think the reason Dan's getting so annoyed and I'm kind of getting bothered by it, too, is they just all want to compare him to his dad. And yeah. not anything like his dad. His dad was a heavyweight, yeah. brutal guy, but a heavyweight. And uh, he's not he's not an elite fighter whatsoever. He's really not that tough. He's more of a pretty boy. So I, I think this year what's happening is he had a couple of uh, quick takedowns and now he's going to trying to continue that, I think. I think he's getting exposed a little bit. So hopefully the just that he's a tough guy narrative goes away because he's not a good hockey player. Yeah. Kind of exciting to watch, but he's not a fucking fighter, and that needs to stop now. Exactly. I would agree with that. But All right, guys, so that was uh, this week's morning skate. Uh, we're going to try to get all together next week. Uh, well, next week isn't Christmas, I don't think. So Or is it? We have one more until... Okay, so next week Dan is going to take over the reins of running this podcast because I've been too alleged bossy. Um, so Dan's gonna he's gonna organize it. He's gonna get the topics for us. He's gonna record it on a scene. He's gonna garage band it. He's gonna upload it to SoundCloud, and he's gonna do everything. Um, so Dan, show me what you got, buddy. All right. No, I can't. That, that was really boss of you to say that. I'm just saying. So, guys, if you don't talk to us, if you don't hear from us next week, somebody somebody uh, sailed the ship right into a rock. So, uh, Lee, Dan, anything for us? Yeah, next week's going to be the best podcast ever, dude. Brian? Just get ready to take this week's dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hopefully we talk to you guys next week. Light you up, put you on top, let's fall la 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 let's go. Light you up, put you on top, let's fall la 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 let's go. Ho, ho, ho.